0: What's up, folks? Welcome back to LettermanRow.com. I am Jeremy Remerham. That is Spencer Holbrook. This is The List. Spencer, we are on to the second version of The List, or I guess the second edition of The List, not a version, since it's fundamentally the exact same thing we did last week when talking about Keontae Goodwin. Uh, But today, part two of The List for Ohio State in the 2022 recruiting class, we're going to stay in Indiana. Spencer, who are we talking about? Talking about defensive tackle Caden Curry,
1: the number 80 overall prospect, according to the new updated 24-7 sports composite rankings. Uh, 24-7 sports, which is probably the most reputable of the, of the three in the composite, has him as the number 105 player in the country, um, a little behind where the composite has him. So it gives you maybe an idea of where exactly he is in the national picture, but uh, it's, a, it's a kid that I think the Buckeyes uh, really would like to have.
0: Yeah, there's no doubt he was one of the first uh, defensive linemen offered by Ohio State in the class of 2022. He's six foot five. he's 250 pounds. He's also a dynamite baseball player uh, at Center Grove High School in Greenwood, Indiana, outside of Indianapolis. And uh, the thing with a kid like Caden Curry, I think that you have to look at is sometimes when you look at defensive tackles and defensive linemen in general, there's this idea that you know, there's a, a prototype, right? He, he, if he's not six foot three, 290 pounds, maybe he's not a, a perfect fit as a three tech. Maybe he's not running a four, four, five off the edge, but at six foot five, 250 right now, what you see out of Caden Curry is a kid that could eventually end up in that six five two eighty 280 range and play inside at, at nose tackle, but he could play uh, on a strong side defensive end role. Like he's a very versatile guy. that's what Larry Johnson has been looking at for these last handful of recruiting cycles, guys that can play all over the line. And that's why Caden Curry was offered by Ohio State so early. That's why Kevin Wilson, Larry Johnson, Ryan Day, Mark Pantone, the entire staff have made him a priority from the start. And what you then see is as Ohio State makes a kid like this a top target, other schools start to get in the mix.
1: Yeah. I think he's the kind of guy that everybody says that guy needs to be on the field for the rushman package. He just seems like the guy where you could line him up anywhere in this third down situations and he's going to succeed. He's going to get to the quarterback. I really like him. I think he's got uh, all the tools that Larry Johnson hopes for. And then obviously you get him in that room. If, if he, you know, if the Buckeyes can, can land him, you get him in that room and you don't know where his potential goes because Larry Johnson just works his magic. But, but he's a, he's a guy that I know the Buckeyes are eye on and, uh, I personally am really high on him. I don't, I'm not sure if he's like a generational defensive lineman prospect uh, like a JT toy Malau or a Jack Sawyer, but I think there is potential for him to be, you know, a three or four year guy. And then, and then potential first round pick in the
0: NFL draft. I wouldn't, uh, you know, I wouldn't eliminate that possibility either. No. And I think that that's a fair thing to say, what you're talking about when we're talking about must gets, I'm not talking about kids who are going to be guaranteed starters from day one. I'm talking about kids that fit the Ohio state program from a, uh, culture standpoint that fit it from a talent standpoint and fit it from just the the amount of time Ohio State has spent recruiting him there is a very obvious reason why Ohio State made Caden Curry such an early target there's a very obvious reason why they've decided that he is the the primary piece of that defensive line in 2022 that they're wanting to build around and if you look at him as a sophomore as a defensive tackle he had 100 tackles 26 tackles for loss almost 11 sacks two pass breakups like this is a kid that can do a lot of different things he is much more athletic than his ranking indicates and I think sometimes because he just he plays in the central Indiana uh he may not be getting the national uh buzz that he probably could if he played in Florida or Texas or California somewhere else I mean it's funny to me how these things work if you look at a kid like Caden Curry and put him at Denton Ryan High School in Texas. He's probably a top fifteen or top twenty player in the country, just simply based on the competition they play week in and week out.
1: Yeah, I think I think there's some merit to that. You know, you look at a, you know, different guys throughout the processes that that come from different schools, uh, in different areas of the country, and then you've got a guy from Greenwood, Indiana, and you just don't see many guys come out of that area. And so I think that there is some merit to what you're saying there. I think I think Caden Curry is is the kind of prospect that Ohio State dreams of. Obviously, there's. You know, obvious. The obvious answer is the Walter Nolans of the world. Th- those guys at the very top of the of the list. But then, when Ohio State does its evaluating of these guys and understands who they are and what they what they are about, you know, Kaden Curry just kind of fits the mold of what Ohio State wants in its program. Especially when you, you can't really say they put a fence around the Midwest, but Ohio State rules the roost in the Midwest. And and to be able to to try to land a guy like Kaden Curry from all the schools in the Midwest and the schools in in the Southeast, I think it would be a huge step forward for the
0: program. Yeah, I mean, what you're looking at, main competition for Curry at this point is uh, Alabama, Notre Dame, Clemson are all very involved. And obviously the the idea here is that Notre Dame, which is, you know, the the home state school, uh, maybe have a little bit of an edge uh, in recent months with the addition of Marcus Freeman, the new energy that that's bringing to their defense, the focus on keeping kids like that away from places like Ohio State and Alabama. And you brought up someone like Walter Nolan, and there's a very good reason why we are doing the first – you know, part of the list of defensive tackles on Caden Curry. And it's because he is the right fit for Ohio State defense and the right fit for the program culture. As I said earlier, this is not uh, a kid like Walter Nolan, who, you know, the number one ranked player in the country by a lot of people's uh, estimation. That kid's not going to end up at Ohio State. I mean, I, I just, I know he included the Buckeyes in his top 10 a week ago, but spoiler alert, that kid is not going to be an Ohio State Buckeye, he is definitely not. So, you know, as you start to look down that list and who who really matches up with what the Buckeyes are looking for in, on the field and off the field, uh, Caden Curry, he's inside the, the geographical footprint that Ohio State really loves that three mile or three hour radius of Columbus. He's a guy that Kevin Wilson, uh, you know, is familiar in that area and is, is helping out uh, in the recruitment. Um, And if you look at the defensive tackles in the country, he is the only one in the top 10, top 15, top 20, top, in the top 15, there's only two guys that are from above the Mason Dixon line. That's the reality is if Ohio State wants to compete at a national level with uh, the Alabamas and Georgias and Clemsons moving forward, they're going to need to win some recruiting battles down south. But you have to win the ones that are up in the Ohio State geographical footprint because defensive tackles just don't get built up here anymore. And that's just the way it is. I'm not entirely sure why that's the way it is. I don't know if there's something in the water that keeps, you know, Midwestern folk from having super large children. I I don't know. But whatever it is, you don't find many six foot five, 260 pound athletes like Caden Curry in the in the Midwest anymore. Most of them are from the South. Most of them are from the Southeast or Texas, and that makes it very hard for Ohio State to recruit those guys. And yes, Ohio State's brand, Spencer, is bigger than pretty much anyone in the country, so they're going to get their foot in the door. But to burst it wide open, it's got to take a different type of person.
1: Yeah, and like I said, Ohio State doesn't put a fence around the entire Midwest. That's impossible. But I think when you have a a guy like Caden Curry, who is in the Midwest, and like you said, is one of these rare guys that just happens to be from this area, then you really have to to make the attempt and and put your best foot forward in a recruitment. I don't I don't think that's too much to ask from you know one of the top three programs in the country to try and lock down a, a guy close enough to to their home to be able to you know make a drive. So I think well, the, that's yeah, exactly.
0: Go ahead. Sorry, finish. I
1: just no, you're fine. I just think that that's that's one of those things where you know you look at the outlook of this class and you look at you know who are the obvious answers for Ohio State to certain positions. We always look at in-state linemen. You look at You know, is there a quarterback close by? Is there, uh, you know, who makes sense at which positions Caden Curry just makes sense from every standpoint, a defensive tackle for Ohio state. They could still swing and miss and, but, but they're going to make a home run swing and that's what's important here.
0: Yeah. The Buckeyes don't offer a lot of players from Indiana, being very perfectly frank. They've offered three in the class of 2022. They offer kids that they think that they can get. and, And that's sort of their approach around the country when it comes to uh, anyone. They they don't offer kids just randomly if they don't think that there's a real opportunity. And maybe maybe I'll rephrase that. They don't spend time building relationships with kids that they don't really feel like they can get. Uh, you know, with Caden Curry, he's the number two ranked player in the state of Indiana behind Keontae Goodwin, who was the first player on the list that we did last week. So, I mean, obviously the Buckeyes understand that to to continue to be a national power, they need to win the Midwest. And so, as you mentioned, fighting against Notre Dame right now for the in-state targets on the Irish's board is going to be something really important. Notre Dame made the college football playoff last year and the, you know they, they went out and improved their coaching staff by bringing in Marcus Freeman after Clark Lee left to go to uh, Vanderbilt as the head coach so that battle is going to keep raging between Ohio State and Notre Dame until they get back on the field in a few years and you look at Notre Dame they won the battle for Joey Tonona who Ohio State offered in the state uh, and, and they are fighting for Keonta Goodwin, Caden Curry, and, um, and DeMond Moore over in Fort Wayne. So it, it's it's turning into this thing where we've talked about Ohio State and Clemson in the last year plus about how they recruit a lot of the same players, but the Ohio State focus on culture fit academics and that kind of stuff in the last few years really means that they're running into Notre Dame quite a bit on the recruiting trail as well. And it does make it harder to win in the state of Indiana when Notre Dame is winning big as they have been. So uh, that's, you know, what makes this recruitment for Caden Curry really interesting. There is no timeline for a decision. He's a kid that is set over and over. He'll commit whenever he's ready. But it seems like he has intentionally slowed down things in order to allow the dead period to to go away finally and for him to visit schools.
1: Well, and let's not sleep on the fact, Berm, like you mentioned, Notre Dame and Ohio State will meet. They actually meet a year from September. Like 2022, September 3rd, 2022, Notre Dame comes with a horseshoe. And that's that's a huge deal in the Midwest, I think, that something that could send some shockwaves through the recruiting world, depending on the result of that game. You know, if Ohio State wins that game going away, you know, the status quo kind of remains the same in the Midwest. And the Buckeyes can really put their foot down in the Midwest. If Notre Dame comes into Columbus and, and makes some noise there, you could see some recruiting momentum go different places. And that's rare for Ohio State to run into those kind of games. And so I think when you talk about Ohio State going against Notre Dame in these recruiting battles, it's going to be even more interested, interesting and
0: a little more heightened
1: when they meet on the field in the next
0: 2 years. Yeah, in the last 25 years Ohio State's played Notre Dame 4 times and thumped them all 4 times and you know, that doesn't get overlooked by kids even though they're not really making decisions based on the outcomes of one game or two games or three games or even four, but there is obviously a knowledge that Ohio State is the big dog in this part of the country. And if someone is going to step up and compete against the Buckeyes on the recruiting trail in the Midwest, because Michigan hasn't been able to in the last handful of years, Penn State has not been able to, Notre Dame is the team, especially because the Buckeyes and the Irish are recruiting a lot of the same players. So you're going to see a lot of these battles over the next couple of years. And what's fascinating to me is you look at a guy like Marcus Freeman, who I mentioned a few times now in this episode of The List, is that he's obviously an Ohio State alum, but by the time Ohio State plays Notre Dame in two years, he's almost guaranteed not to be part of the Irish coaching staff because he's only made that move to Notre Dame so that he can prepare himself to be a head coach. So you don't know exactly how long that tenure is. So his involvement here may be minimal because kids are savvy enough to understand that these assistant coaches and big time uh, defensive coordinators uh, like Marcus Freeman, young, rising guys through the, the uh, you know, business of college football, aren't going to be there long.
1: Anyway, Spencer,
0: that's what we're talking about. Caden Curry is on the list. He is the second member of the list for 2022. That's Spencer Holbrook. I'm Jeremy Birmingham. Thanks for watching, guys. We'll be back next week to talk about someone else.